0: Hello everyone, how are you all doing? I hope everything's great around you and inside you. I know, I know that it has been a long while since we haven't read a book together, but now that I'm here and you are all ears, <laughs> let's start reading from where we left last. Okay, so currently we are reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. We are on page number 52. Oh, such a coincidence. My mobile battery percentage shows 52 2 <laughs> Small things should make you feel happy. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so page number 52, last paragraph. The problem with my home life back then was not all of the horrible things that were said or done. Rather, it was all of the horrible things that needed to be said and done, but weren't. My family's stone walls, the way Warren Buffet makes money or Jenna Gems fucks, we are champions at it. The house could have been burning down around us, and it would have been met with, "Oh no, everything's fine." A dead in here, perhaps, but really, everything's fine. When my parents got divorced, there were no broken dishes, no slammed doors, no screaming arguments about who fucked whom. Once they had reassured my brother and me that it wasn't our fault, we had a and a session. <clears throat> yes, you read it right. About the logistics of the new living arrangements? Not a tear was shed, not a voice was raised. The closest pick my brother and I got into our parents' unraveling emotional lives was hearing, nobody cheated on anybody. Oh, that's nice. It was a tad warm in the room, but really, everything was fine. My parents are good people. I don't blame them for any of this. Not anymore, at least. And I love them very much. They have their own stories and their own journeys and their own problems, just as all parents do. And just all of their parents do and so on and like all parents my parents with the best of intentions imparted some of their problems to me as I probably will to my kids when in inverted commas real traumatic shit inverted commas closed like this happens in our lives We begin to unconsciously feel as though we have problems that we are incapable of ever solving. And this assumed inability to solve our problems causes us to feel miserable and helpless. But it also causes something else to happen. If we have problems that are unsolvable, our unconscious figures that we are either Uniquely special or uniquely defective in some way. That we are somehow unlike everyone else and that the rules must be different for us. But simply, we become entitled. The pain from my adolescence led me down a road of entitlement that lasted through much of my early adulthood whereas Jimmy's entitlement played out in the business world where he pretended to be a huge success my entitlement played out in my relationships particularly with women my trauma had revolved around intimacy and acceptance so I felt a constant need to overcompensate to prove to myself that I was loved and accepted at all times. As a result, I soon took to a chasing woman the same way a cocaine addict takes to a snowman made out of cocaine. I made sweet love to it, and then promptly suffocated myself in it. I became a player, an immature, selfish, albeit sometimes charming player, and I strung up a long series of superficial and unhealthy relationships for the better part of a decade. It wasn't so much the sex I craved, although the sex was fun, (laughs) it was the validation. I was wanted, I was loved for the first time since I could remember, I was worthy. My craving for validation quickly fed into a mental habit of self-aggrandizing and overindulgence. I felt entitled to say or do whatever I wanted, to break people's trust, to ignore people's feelings, and then justify it later with shitty half-assed apologies. While this period certainly had its moments of fun and excitement, and I met some wonderful women. My life was more or less a wreck the whole time. I was often unemployed, living on friend's couches or with my mom, drinking way more than I should have been, alienating a number of friends and when I did meet a woman I really liked, my self-absorption quickly torpedoed everything. The deeper the pain, the more helpless we feel against our problems and the more entitlement we adopt to compensate for those problems. This entitlement plays out in one of two ways. Number one, I am awesome and the rest of you all suck, so I deserve special treatment. Number two, I suck and the rest of you all are awesome, so I deserve special treatment. Opposite mindset on the outside but the same selfish creamy core in the middle, in fact You will often see entitled people flip back and forth between the two Either they are on the top of the world or the world is on the top of them Depending on the day of the week or how well they are doing with their particular addiction at that moment Most people correctly identify a person like Jimmy as a raging narcissist asshat that's because he's pretty blatant in his dilutionally high self-regard what most people don't correctly identify as entitlement are those people who perpetually feel as though they are inferior and unworthy of the world because construing everything in life so as to make yourself out to be constantly victimized requires just as much selfishness as the opposite. It takes just as much energy and delusional self-aggrandizement to maintain the belief that one has insurmountable problems as that one has no problems at all. The truth is that. There's no such thing as a personal problem. If you have got a problem, chances are millions of other people have had it in the past, have it now and are going to have it in the future. Likely people you know too. That doesn't minimize the problem or mean that it shouldn't hurt. It doesn't mean you aren't legitimately a victim in some circumstances. It just means you are not special. Often, it's the realization that you and your problems are actually not privileged in their severity or pain. That is the first and the most important step towards solving them. But for some reason, it appears that more and more people, particularly young people, are forgetting this. Numerous professors and educators have noted a lack of emotional resilience and an excess of selfish demands in today's young people. It's not uncommon now for books to be removed from a class's curriculum for no other reason that they made someone feel bad. (laughs) Speakers and professors are shouted down And banned from campuses for infractions as simple as suggesting that maybe some Helen costumes really aren't that offensive. School counselors note that more students than ever are exhibiting severe signs of emotional distress distress sorry over what are otherwise run of the mill daily college experiences such as argument with a roommate or getting a low grade in class. It's strange that in an age when we are more connected than ever, entitlement seems to be at an all-time high. Something about recent technology seems to allow our insecurities to run amok like never before. The more freedom we are given to express ourselves, the more we want to be free of having deal with anyone who may disagree with us or upset us. The more exposed we are to opposing viewpoints, the more we seem to get upset that those other viewpoints exist. The easier and more problem-free our lives become, the more we seem to be feel entitled for them to get even better the benefits of internet and social media are unquestionably fantastic in many ways this is the best time in history to be alive but perhaps these technologies are having some unintended social side effects perhaps the same technologies that have liberated and educated so many are simultaneously enabling people's sense of entitlement more than ever before. Most of us are pretty average at most things we do. Even if you are exceptional at one thing, chances are you are average or below average at most other things. That's just the nature of life. To become truly great at something, you have to dedicate shit tones of time and energy to it. And because we all have limited time and energy, few of us ever become truly exceptional at more than one thing, if anything at all. We can then say that it's a statistical improbability that any single person will be an extraordinary performer in all areas of life, or even in many areas of their life. Brilliant business people are often fuck-ups in their personal lives. Extraordinary athletes are often shallow and as dumb as a lobotomized rock. Many celebrities are probably just as clueless about their life as people who gawk at them and follow their every move. We are all, for the most part, pretty average people. but. It's the extremes that get all of the publicity. We kind of know it's already, but we rarely think and slash or talk about it. And we certainly never discuss why this could be a problem. Having the internet, Google, Facebook, YouTube and access to 500 plus channels of a television is amazing, but our attention is limited. There is no way we can process the tidal waves of information flowing past us constantly. Therefore, the only zeros and ones that break through and catch our intention are truly exceptional pieces of information. Those in the 99.999th percentile. All day, every day, we are flooded with the truly extraordinary, the best of the best. The worst of the worst the greatest physical feats the funniest jokes the most upsetting news the scariest threats non-stop our lives today are filled with information from the extremes of the bell curve of human experience because in the media businesses that's what get eyeballs and eyeballs brings dollars that's the bottom line Yet the vast majority of life resides in the humdrum middle. The vast majority of life is unextraordinary, indeed, quite average. This flood of extreme information has conditioned us to believe that exceptionalism is the new normal, and because we are all quite average most of the time, the diluge of exceptional information drives us to feel pretty damn insecure and desperate because clearly we are somehow not good enough. So more and more we feel the need to compensate through entitlement and addiction, we cope up the only way we know how either through self-aggrandizing or through other aggrandizing. Some of us do this by cooking up uh, Get rich quick schemes. Others do it by taking off across the world to stay with starving babies in Africa. Others do it by excelling in school and winning every award. Others do it by shooting up a school. Others do it by trying to have sex with anything that talks and breathes. This ties into the growing culture of entitlement that I talked about earlier. Millennials often get blamed for this culture shift, but that's likely because millennials are the most plugged in and visible generation. In fact, the tendency towards entitlement is apparent across all of society, and I believe it's linked to mass media drive and exceptionalism. The problem is that The pervasiveness of technology and mass marketing is screwing up a lot of people's expectations for themselves. The inundation of the exceptional makes people feel worse about themselves, makes them feel that they need more to be more extreme, more radical and more self-assured to get noticed or even matter. When I was a young man, my insecurities around intimacy were exacerbated by all the ridiculous narratives of masculinity circulating throughout pop culture. And those same narratives are still circulating. To be a cool guy, to have a party like a rock star, to be respected. You have to be admired by women. Sex is the most valuable thing a man can attend, and it's worth sacrificing anything, including your dignity, to get it. This constant stream of unrealistic media dockpiles onto our existing feelings of insecurity by overexposing us to the unrealistic standards we feel to live up to. Not only do we feel subjected to unsolvable problems, but we feel like losers because a simple Google search shows us thousands of people without those same problems. Technology has solved old economic problems by giving us new psychological problems. The internet has not just open sourced information, it has also open sourced Insecurity, self-doubt and shame. Title, but but, but if I'm not going to be special or extraordinary, what's the point? It has become an accepted part of our culture today to believe that we are all destined to do something truly extraordinary. Celebrities say it, business tycoons say it, politicians say it, even opera says it. So, it must be true, each and every one of us can be extraordinary, we all deserve greatness. The fact that this statement is inherently contradictory, after all if everyone were extraordinary, then by definition no one should be extraordinary, is missed by most people. And instead of questioning what we actually deserve or don't deserve, we eat the message up and ask for more. Being average has become the new standard of failure. The worst thing you can be is in the middle of the pack, the middle of the bell curve. When a culture's standard of success is to be extraordinary, it then becomes better to be at the extreme low end of the bell curve than to be in the middle, because at least there you are still special and deserve attention. Many people choose this strategy to prove to everyone that they are the most miserable or the most oppressed or the most victimized. A lot of people are afraid to accept mediocrity because they believe that if they accept it they will never achieve anything never improve and that's the life won't matter this sort of thinking is dangerous once you accept the premise that a life is worthwhile only if it is truly notable and great then you basically accept the fact that most of the human population including yourself sucks and is worthless and this mindset sorry, mindset can quickly turn dangerous to both yourself and others. The rare people who do become truly exceptional at something do so not because they believe they are exceptional. On the contrary, they become amazing because they are obsessed with improvement. And that obsession with improvement stems from an unerring belief that they are, in fact, Not that great at all, it's anti-entitlement. People who become great at something because great... (laughs) Sorry, can I rephrase it? People who become great at something become great because they understand that they are not already great. They are mediocre they are average and that they could be so much better. all of this in inverted commas every person can be extraordinary and achieve greatness inverted commas closed stuff is basically just jerking off your ego it's a message that tastes good going down but in reality is nothing more than empty calories that makes you emotionally fat and bloated, the proverbial Big Mac for your heart and your brain. The ticket to emotional health like that to physical health comes from eating your veggies that is accepting the bland and mundane truths of life. Truths such as your actions actually don't matter that much in the grand scheme of things And the vast majority of your life will be boring and not noteworthy and that's okay. This vegetable course will taste bad at first, very bad, you will avoid accepting it. But once ingested, your body will wake up feeling more potent and more alive. After all, that constant pressure to be something amazing, to be the next big thing will be lifted off your back. The stress and anxiety of always feeling inadequate and constantly needing to prove yourself will dissipate. And the knowledge and acceptance of your own mundane existence will actually free you to accomplish what you truly wish to accomplish without judgment or lofty expectations. You will have a growing expect... (sighs) Sorry you will have a growing appreciation for life's basic experiences the pleasures of simple friendship creating something helping a person in need reading a good book laughing with someone you care about sounds boring doesn't it that's because these things are ordinary but maybe they are ordinary for a reason because they are what actually matters